the mom who knows nada. My name is Brianna, and this is the Mom Who Knows Nada podcast. Today, we are speaking to a doula. What is a doula? She's going to tell us. Um, from here in, in St. Augustine, Florida, this is Jessica, and she's from Bellies, Boobs, Babies, and Bliss. She's the owner and founder. She's got quite a lot of things on her resume, so... Jessica, thank you so much for being here. So nice to meet you. So nice to meet you. And thank you so much for this platform. This is great. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak on pregnancies and births and and how to make everything work in the way it was designed to. Right. It's And I think it's really important to understand for women to understand they have options out there for support and external help. Um, a little mm-hmm. bit about my background. I was in Dallas, 1500 miles from friends and family, didn't know what to do, didn't know when I was going to be induced or I was a high risk pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. So ended up employing a doula, but didn't really know anything about it beforehand. So I think it's really important for women to understand that there are support systems out there and they might be a little bit different or could be better than other things um because you know i know my mom did things differently than me um so i think it's really cool to like highlight women and what we do and find other cool women to discuss the things i don't know anything about so i'm gonna jump in and ask you the obvious question what is a doula well a doula is the word doula comes from a greek word that means mothering the mother Mm. So doulas have been around since the beginning of time, and it's pretty fascinating. In in Egypt, in the hieroglyphics on the wall, mm-hmm. they show birth support, that mothers, when they were birthing, they were surrounded by their friends and family in the community, and these births were celebrated. Um, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. we've we've lost that celebration here in the States, but that's what a doula, that's what the word comes from, mothering the mother. Um, and what does a doula do or? Yeah. Should we go there? Yeah, sure. Okay. So um, um, a doula is a person of support. And that's really all that they are is um, somebody who comes to you and helps you guide you on the journey to wherever you want to go in your individual birthing practices. So, you know, everybody has a different idea when they plan their wedding of location, Mm. who they want to attend, you know, the whole overall vibe and feel of their wedding. It's the same thing that goes for a birth. So in a wedding, you have a wedding planner who knows all the great spots and all the great places and the good vendors. And essentially that's what a doula does. We know the hospitals, we know the staff, we know the nurses, we know the places. Um, so in hiring a doula, it's helping mothers say, like, what's really important to you? What type of vibe do you want from your birth? Um, it's very individual and very personal. Nice. So that's what, that's what the first initial consultation would be with a doula, would to say, you know, this is what I'm interested in. This is mm-hmm. the type of birth that I'm going for. Um, what are your thoughts and feelings? So we're kind of like a personal trainer, if you will. Like we get you through it. And we, <laughs> we, run the, we run the race with you. And then at the end, we give you all the glory and, you know, you did it. I like um, that analogy, though, because I, I, again, I use the doula, but it was really put to me that clearly, like, it's like a planner for your birth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and because like, the wedding day doesn't usually go as people anticipate. Uh, and birth doesn't usually go as people anticipate, but exactly. I know for me, like I had a hard, I'm in Dallas by myself. I cannot have a C-section. So we need to do everything and anything possible to make sure oh. I don't have a C-section. Mm-hmm. I c- couldn't be, you know, and everybody's different. Like, but I, I had to be mobile. So yeah. I like that you put that. I also like how you take it back to, to Egypt and g- give that explanation about mothering the mother. Mm-hmm. I recently just like wrote a bl- blog about, you know, a mom is born because we put so much emphasis on the baby. Mm-hmm. But as a new mom, especially because in this transient world, someone who's away from their family, 
you don't have that support and you don't know what you're doing. And we all know it takes a village, right? <laughs> it takes a village to grow a mom too. These are people. Yeah. Yeah. Wh whomever Absolutely. they may be. I, I love that you said that. Now let's talk a little bit about your journey into becoming a doula. How did you fall into the practice? So it was kind of like, it just fell into my lap to be very honest. Mm -hmm. um, I was in school to be an esthetician and a makeup artist. <laughs> I was not here to, I mean, I always nannied my way. Like I nannied my way through college. I nannied my way through high school. It was how I honestly supported myself. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up in a family with six kids, single mom. And I, I wanted to have the nice guest jeans that everybody else was wearing. And my mom's like, if you want it, you better buy it. So that was my motivation. I was very financially motivated. Um, and I loved kids. It was very natural and organic. And everybody used to joke in my family that Jessica always has a baby on her hip. Um, so that's how it got started. And then like the first birth I attended uh, was my brother's birth. And wow. It was also the first time I had seen a baby being born, and it was such a huge privilege um, to see that. But mm. on the other side, it was my first time also witnessing obstetric violence, and it lit a fire within me. And then from oh, there, I was working with a family, and they were going from one baby to two, and mm. they asked me to be a part of their journey as well. So then it was all word of mouth. I didn't even have a website back then. And again, I wasn't trying any of this. Um, and then I ended up doing a ton of postpartum work and kind of transcended into postpartum as I got married. And oh, nice. I began having, I started a nanny agency where I placed nannies, household helpers, um, household staff really, um, and doulas and private lactation consultants. And it just went from there. But the agency was very hard to run as mm. a mom that I was running solo. My husband traveled a lot and we were moving a lot at that time. So it was best that I closed the doors to the nanny agency and mm. just focus more on doula work and lactation. Mm. Um, and I was a mom at that point. So I, I really just wanted to get my hands dirty, if you will, a little more into doula world and taking it from there but it's always been super easy like it, it was just it just came and word of mouth came every which way and um it's really just gone from there it's really word of mouth that's pretty awesome um, just to have that nice like organic it's almost yeah. like the doors keep opening and you're like okay yeah. i guess i'll just keep going through them <laughs> like that yes, exactly right. exactly i'm like was, if it's meant to be it will find its way and it will just happened organically. Like so. It did. Now, for all of those, the births that you're present for, do you have to have any specific trainings? Like, what are the requirements to be a doula? So, to be a doula, it is recommended that you obtain training. Um, the training for doula work specifically is, depending on the organization, mm. anywhere from 40 hours to 60 hours. I've seen up to 60 hours. Um, my specific doula training was with Dona okay. and I did Thursday through Sunday and it was all day. Like Thursday was all breastfeeding Friday. We did a lot of like comfort measures and mm. it was like, if this happens, this is what you do. And <laughs> it, it was also that. And then Sunday, as we got to Sunday, it was all business 101. So that part I really, really liked because owning a doula business is not going to be like any other business that mm. you run. There is lots of ins and outs to this industry that um, I think it's really important that doulas get set up for success. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's anywhere from 40 to 60 hours of training and it's pretty in-depth and very intense. You watch a lot of birth videos and you see a lot of babies and oh. a lot of girl bits. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after a while, it all looks the same, right? You know, everybody oh, yeah. is, is just <laughs> yeah, what, just like, a boob. Seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah, it's just, just the lady gardens and the bits and pieces. It really doesn't doesn't alarm me anymore. Oh, right. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's really funny. I have a friend who's a nurse and she's like, anything that has to do with lady parts is like, you know, she was in 
uh, like a NICU nurse. And so she's just like, nothing surprises me anymore. I'm like, oh God, I don't know if I could look at that stuff all day. <laughs> now, what kind of um, tips or like tricks or what kind of things do you do to support moms along their journey, specifically during delivery? So I take an individual approach. So whatever is in, in our pre-birth work together and with the client, mm-hmm. um, I will go through with them what is really important to you. And I take mm. notes. I'm kind of old-fashioned in that way that I have like my birth book. And Aww. I take notes. And I reference my notes throughout her labor and, and delivery just to make sure that I'm checking all the boxes mm-hmm. and um, doing everything that she wants and doesn't want. Um, I get to know families on a very personal level. Nice. So some of the things that I will do for a mom is consider positioning. Is she mm. in the right position? Is, is baby handling this position? Well, um, do we need, do we need a location switch? Like, you know, in real estate, how they say location, location, <laughs> when you're in labor, location, location, it really does affect your mental space. And um, one of the things that I love to do, I love to get moms on the toilet. We call it the dilation station. It opens up that pelvis so that baby can come down and out. And subconsciously, you will relax your pelvic floor. So when you're relaxed down there, helps you relax up here. Um, I had one birth that I'll never forget this birth, but the nurses were a little too hands-on and a little too much. And mom, I can see it on her face that she's yeah. getting very overwhelmed. Um, so I was like, let's go to the bathroom. So I take her into the bathroom. I turn off the lights. I drop some lavender essential oil into the sink mm-hmm. and fill it up with water. Kind of make like a makeshift diffuser, if you will. I turn off the lights. I turn on some Colby Calais turn on some, um, you know, those, those candles that you, you, they're battery operated. So they're not like the real deal. Totally. But she she like, I told her like, go within, go to your, go to your space, go to your place, whatever that may be. I even turned on the shower in the bathroom so that she could have like that sound effect. This mom went from four centimeters with cervical lip. Like it was just, everything was not working and within an hour of being in that room, she went to full, full, like she was done, like 10 centimeters complete. She was ready to push. Nice. And w- when we reflected on this and I said, like, what was your, what was your favorite part about your birth? Cause I do think that birth should be enjoyable. It should be an experience that yeah. not only changes you from the inside out, but also something that you're like, I'm a badass. Like I did, <laughs> I see that baby right there. I did that. Me, me, all me. I did that. Um, Amazing. She's, it's hilarious it. to think back, but she's like, I love being on the toilet. And it really did do something for her. So um, that part, I, I very individual, but doulas have to be like one to five steps ahead and reading mm. your client well and knowing that, you know, we need to, we need to switch positions, switch locations, offer something else. Um, try the yoga ball, try the peanut ball. Um, if we don't have an epidural placement, then our opportunities are endless. But I'm mm-hmm. really big on positioning and setting the scene so that if we are in a hospital setting, it ain't going to feel like one. You're going to feel like you're cool, calm, collected in a spa and everyone is taking care of you and you are feeling all of this positive energy, but also a ton of love, like just mm. you have it, you got it. You're, you're doing this. You're one step closer. Every surge that comes mm. is one step closer to meeting your baby. So we keep our eye on the prize. That's amazing. I love, like, there's so many things I want to comment on in, in that statement. Um, our gosh, where do I start? I remember for me, I was induced. So mm-hmm. I started having labor intensive contractions without dilating like four hours after my cervidil. Mm-hmm which is yeah. a, a cervical ripening drug, ladies, just so you know. Um, so at about like seven, like 6, 6 a.m. or something, I got an epidural and I was so exhausted. I didn't even like think mm-hmm. to call my doula about like what I should do at this point. Mm-hmm. And 
I was kind of like bummed in the long run because I feel like if I would have been able to like stand and have movement, like you said, I would have had a better um, experience instead of what mm -hmm. it was. Like it wasn't a bad experience. It just was interesting. Um, the other thing I want to, and I'm going to circle back to that in a second. I want to lose this thought. But the other thing um, I like that you said is, you know, there's so much fear around birth. Like, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, you're like, oh, are you gonna, is you gonna be okay? Like, how are you feeling? Like every time someone else had said, and I'm thinking other podcasts about how every time you go into a doctor's office, it's like, what could be wrong mm -hmm. instead of all the things that are going right. So by the time you get into the, your birthing space, whether it's home, hospital, what, uh, an external facility, whatever, whatever it is that you choose for yourself, you're like almost debilitated into thinking something's going to go wrong instead of like you're saying being empowered by your capabilities and like this is your you were born to do this like you're so I love that you you touched on that I think that's really important for women to realize that they are capable we're made to do this you don't need to be scared your body can handle it like my doula said you you're given the baby your body can handle and that was like totally. reassuring for me um yeah none of like my mom nor my sister they all had c-sections so mm -hmm. i was the first one in my like immediate family to like deliver um vaginally so the other thing i want to say for someone who's like in my was in my position where you've had this epidural you're kind of it's your first time you're going you forget to reach out it's too late you've got the drugs how can a doula help you in that situation to make the your birth as much as you wanted that you kind of like, now you can't, cause you can't stand up when you had an epidural, you're a hazard, right. you can fall, right? So right. how do you kind of like circle back and, you know, revisit that birth plan or that, that dream delivery system? What do you do in that situation? So I have this little trick that I take a bed sheet and I twist it and turn it into a big circle, like a donut. And <laughs> Just because you have an epidural, it doesn't mean that you have to stay on your back. Mm. You can move and, and kind of push mom up a little bit in her, you know, like you can make that bed, like move yeah. the back part up. So she's a little bit um, less reclined and more upright. And then I have her sit on this donut and it opens up the pelvis. So um. she's still going like this. And then her little butt bone, like your coccyx. Yeah. is not the baby's not going to hit his or her head on it because the the donut kind of acts like a birthing stool oh interesting so, that's, so that that's, that would have been really one helpful. little tool i like yeah, that that's one little tool that i do um but also putting mom on her side busting mm -hmm. out the peanut ball and if we don't have a peanut ball i just ask the nurse can we get seven pillows can we just get all the pillows and we'll start big and go small you know um <laughs> I always like to over ask because nine <laughs> times out of 10, they're going to come with four and four will work. Um, so I pillow mom in between her, um, her legs to open up her pelvis um, so that baby has optimum space to get down and out. And then we down do the flip. We do the flip. So she'll do 10 minutes on this side, 10 minutes on her right side. And then we, you know, continue to do the flip. Um, that way baby can kind of wiggle his way down and out. Um, so, I mean, just because she has, um, an epidural, it doesn't mean that, you know, we're screwed, so to speak. Yeah. Like there's so many things that we can do, but I really love the peanut ball. Um, I use a lot of spinning babies techniques and, um, I do recommend moms to watch the spinning baby videos, make sure that your okay. doula does have spinning baby, um, training and know-how, um, spinning babies is awesome. And they have been very critical in my personal doula career and the doula um, or my outcomes that I've seen. Um, so getting a peanut ball and doing, we call it flying cowgirl, uh, crazy name, but it works. <laughs> um, and that's where mom's laying on her side and her legs are placed behind her. Okay. And really with the peanut ball, it really opens up her pelvis. Um, and that, that works tons. That's awesome. Oh, I wish I would have known these things. <laughs> I'm sure I've, I was told some of them, but like, I just can't remember them at this point in time. Um, what do people misunderstand about 
doulas as a profession? I would say the most, um, you know, when I tell people I'm a doula, they first and foremost think that I deliver babies and I do not. I am not a medical professional. I'm not a midwife. I'm not an OB. I don't do anything clinical. Uh, I don't check your blood pressure and I sure as heck am not going to check your cervix. I don't go downtown. I don't, that's not my area. I don't, I don't go downtown. I'm more like mental, like up here. Um, so I, I stick to this. I love um, it. This is great. Another huge misconception outside of everybody thinking that I deliver babies is that I don't need a doula. That's what my husband is for, or that's uh-huh. what my boyfriend is for, or my wife. Um, and yes, like your spouse and your partner mm-hmm. can be incredibly helpful, but how many births have they attended? Usually like one or two. And do they, you know, are mm-hmm. they trained on positioning? Does, does your birth partner know spinning babies? Um, you know, mm-hmm. do they, do they have this in their wheelhouse? Um, they, they typically don't, um, they don't know positioning and they don't know, you know, like the bathroom trick, like getting mom on the toilet. Um, a lot of dads would think, what does she got to go poop? Like, what's the deal here? Like, why are we going to the toilet? Um, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes we do just need to empty that bladder. Mm. So, and I got tips for that too. Like I've had a mom that didn't, she just could not pee and baby was trying to come down Yes. and her bladder was so full. I do keep my clients well hydrated and baby was just hitting his little forehead on that bladder. Um, so we did the bathroom trick, two drops of peppermint essential oil in the toilet bowl. And she was like peeing like a racehorse. That thing was so full and it ended up working out great. Otherwise, cause the nurse was like, Oh, I can catheter you. And the mom was like, well, a, a, a what, like, what is that? Tell me more about the catheter. Um, and I do encourage families when they're birthing ask questions Mm. ask what that is what's the risk what's the benefit right um and yeah sure enough two drops peppermint essential oil bam took care of that problem real quick um but you know dads they don't they don't have the essential oil tricks they don't Mm. have I think with every birth that I attend I learn something new and I have Mm. another takeaway so but also I'm here to support dad too. This is just as much mom's mm. birth as it is birth partner's birth. It's, it's their birth too. Yeah. Um, so I want to offer techniques and tips and tricks so that they can feel included in this birth. I don't want them sitting on the, you know, like the couch and watching TV and feeling like they're just there, but not participating. And they definitely have a place. And a lot of times, you know, parents, they have a connection, Mm -hmm. a connection that is far stronger than anything I will ever have with, um, the birthing person, the mom. Um, and so when the spouse says, Hey babe, let's try this. And that can be so impactful versus when I say, Hey, let's try this because it's coming from somebody that she has a connection to. Mm. So I love to get birth partners involved. And I love to ask, you know, what, what are your thoughts? What do you think? You know her best. You know her way better than me. I've right. spent maybe 10 hours with a client before we go into birthday. This person's like, they've been married for years or they've been together for a long time. You know, you guys have spent time together. You know her best. Right. So what do you think? Um, I love to get birth partners involved. So I think that's a huge misconception that a lot of moms think that, doulas are um somebody that takes away dad's experience but Mm. in actuality we just we we add to the experience not I'm not here to take away anyone's birthing experience I would agree with that I'm like my husband was so nervous when I was giving birth he was also Mm -hmm. really annoyed he's uh he's British so um Mm -hmm. his match was on his football match soccer and he was like, could you hurry this up? Uh, I got a game to catch. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, but he was like, he he did not want to see anything from the waist down. So he was very much holding my hand, making sure I was hydrated. Whereas like our doula was very much like, I, have to, I was like, I think I have to pee. And the, the I had a great nurse. I can't yeah. knock her. But some of the other people who rotated in out be like, no, 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 we just, and I was on again, I had the epidural, so they did have a catheter in me, and I'm like, I feel a pressure. I feel a pressure, and they're like, How do you fa- How do you feel anything? 
was like, I do. Second yeah. of all, and they had to empty my bladder three times while like my son uh-huh. was coming out. So like to your point, but if it was, if yeah. my doula wasn't there advocating for me mm-hmm. and listening to what I was saying, then things could have looked a lot different, you know, like right. em- a full bladder changes your baby coming out. Or not. It's, it really it's, does. It's something it's so little and simple, but yeah, it really can change the whole outcome of your birth. Just mm-hmm. something so simple as going pee. Right. So I think yeah. it's, I think that's a really good thing to point out is like having someone there to support and listen to you is really essential. And mm-hmm. my husband didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, so having someone to kind of like guide us through this process was super helpful. And mm-hmm. the other thing was by the time I was like pushing my son out, I could feel everything. And the nurses right. were like, there's, there's not a contraction coming. I'm like, oh no, 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 it's coming. Ready? I oh, now, let the monitor catch up to me. Like, don't right. tell me what I feel. Exactly. <laughs> like, you like, know your body best. Right. Yeah. So I think that's super important to point out having somebody to help you advocate for yourself and to be a voice when like, I mean, I was new to birth. So you have how many birthing situations under your belt, you're going to speak up before I am because we're taught to trust, to trust our medical professionals. And yes, they are incredible, but sometimes everybody is different. Just like every birth is different. Every baby is different. Everybody needs something different to feel comfortable and safe in their birthing situation. So really good points. Now, is there anything, any other benefits that we haven't discussed that you want to bring up about having a doula in your birth space? So um, there is one thing that I think is really cool is that there actually have been studies on families that have had doulas in attendance to their birth. Mm. Um, and, and there was a quote from the American college of gynecology is ACOG. And they were saying that, um, you significantly reduce your C-section rate when you have Mm. a C-section or I'm sorry, a doula and you will less likely to have a C-section. Um, your labor will be shorter. Um, and then there was an awesome, I highly recommend evidence-based birth put out a huge piece about doulas and attendance and their benefits. So um, outside of like the anecdotal responses that mm-hmm. we get from families that have had doulas, they were um, a lot of, you know, one time I was at um, our, our community here has a food truck Friday yeah. and I walked past a family and they were pregnant and um, the, they were talking about doulas. And of course my ears are like, like go, go get it. <laughs> And the, one of the dads was like, oh, we could have never done it without her. Like she was so helpful and so great. Um, So it's like, we have the anecdotal pieces to this, that families that have had a doula did say that for the most part, that this doula was very helpful and impactful in obtaining Mm -hmm. um, the birth outcomes that they were individually desiring. Um, But we also have the science piece to this Mm. and that they, that there has been studies um, showing that your labor yeah. will be shorter, less likely for a C-section, less likely for interventions, um, and overall birth outcomes are substantially better when you have a doula in attendance. Hmm. Yeah, that's fun facts. Yeah, that's fun awesome. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a big nerd. I I like live for this stuff. Like I read um, a, a piece this morning, um, and it was a study that stillbirths are substantially reduced when mothers obtain care from a midwife and I'm like I would love to read more about that I didn't get to finish um the the piece on that but Hmm. um, like a midwife in attendance so you know I guess the model of care is is just different and the outcomes are are better so um Hmm. circling circling back to another misconception about doulas is Hmm. that we are like anti-hospital and we only attend births that are like at home or, you know, like this hippie organic experience. And, and that's truly not, not the case at all. I've attended births in many different areas, um, many hospital births. And when I'm there at a hospital birth, I, I want everyone to be friends, really. I want the best experience for my client. 
I do not want to be combative with a nurse mm. or a doctor. Um, because truth be told, I've, I've been in a birthing situation and our labor and delivery nurse came back and asked for my business card and she oh, ended wow. up hiring me for her birth. So if I came into someone's birth space and my, you know, dukes are up and I come out guns a blazing, it's not going to be good for me because I'm, I'm painting the, the image yeah. of doulas and I never know who my next client is going to be. So, um, you know, but that also being said, is if I witness something that is not okay, um, such as obstetric violence and mm. medical staff, like demanding a mom um, and not asking for consent, that is something that, that will be addressed, but, um, in a very nice way, of course, getting yeah, my point across, but not trying to be a B to anybody, you know, it's a, it's a, an art form that tactful, yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm not very tactful. So. <laughs> I try, I try, like, I, I try, but you know, Julia, we're here to support you in whatever birth you want. Mm -hmm. um, and we really just want the best for you. So, um, you know, whether that be a hospital or your house or a birthing center, mm. um, and sometimes without wanting to, we end up with a car delivery, you know, the, the Honda Odyssey <laughs> got Space? blessed with some birth juju. <laughs> <laughs> And you can't plan it. <laughs> you know, babies come when they want, how they want. This is their birth story. So we just oh. have to give in and say, you win, babe. Like, you're little, but you're mighty, and this is how we're doing it. Aren't they such powerful little creatures? When you, right. when someone's looking for a doula as a birth partner, what kind of questions should they ask? What should they be looking for? Um, you want to make sure that you have a doula that has experience in your individual birth that you are seeking. Hmm. So for instance, if you are desiring a birth at home, hmm. you want to make sure that you have a doula that has attended a lot of home birth. Okay. Um, if you are desiring, you know, it's okay. Some moms say, I want the, I want that epidural hooked up in the parking lot. Like don't waste no time on that thing. Like get it going. Let's go. You want a doula that has all the tips and tricks on, okay, cool. You got an epidural placement. What can we do to get this to be shorter, mm. favorable to baby, and also safe outcomes for mom and baby. Um, so you want to make sure that you have a doula that has the experience. Definitely ask a doula, what is your experience level? How many births mm. have you attended? Um, you know, if you are okay with being someone's third or first, you know, fourth birth, that's okay. If that's something that we're really transparent about that mm -hmm. she is new to the game, um, and has a lot to learn. Um, but one of the things that I think families hire me for is my experience level. Mm. Um, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years. I know that not every doula has 20 years and, you know, all these births under their belt. Um, so it's really whatever your comfortability is, but definitely ask a doula what her experience level is and ask, you know, any other credentials. Um, if you are really, really desiring to breastfeed, how much breastfeeding knowledge does she have? Any mm. credentials in that department? Because a lot of what happens at the birth does dictate the initiation of breastfeeding. Mm. So how do we facilitate that in best way possible and kind of rectify if anything comes our way? Um, you know, if we have a baby that's not latching and your nurse is not available because it's 3 a.m. and she has to do charting and your lactation department is gone because they mm -hmm. only work nine to five in a hospital setting, does your doula have lactation credentials? And many times I've seen the nurse come in and she's like, oh, is baby latching? I'm like, yep, got that covered. They're like, good, because I don't know. <laughs> so you never know what nurse you're going to get. You know, some of them do have lactation credentials and some of them don't. So if breastfeeding is important to you, I highly recommend hiring a doula that has breastfeeding credentials and knowledge in that department. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, ask, ask them also, how comfortable are you in my birth setting? Mm. Some, some doulas have mm, white coat syndrome of their own. Oh, interesting. So if you, um, you know, if that's something that you have, then, you know, how, how comfortable are you in a hospital setting? How comfortable are you working with hospital staff? Things like that. That's a good note. 
That's a really I do good have note. I do have questions to ask on my website as well. That I'm like I love I love it when people ask me questions. Like ask me anything. I'm an open book. You can ask me what I have to breakfast. I don't care. I think you know the more opportunities for families to get to know their doula, mm-hmm. um, that is that is critical because you are going to be spending so much time together. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you guys are the best match for each other. And that you can trust each other and there's some kind, Absolutely. there's got to be some kind of connection or like yep. good energy vibe because otherwise it yeah. just doesn't, it's not simpatico. Like it's not going to be yep. the best experience that it could be if you don't yeah. feel like somebody can really speak on your behalf, if that makes yep. any sense. Totally. Yeah. Oh my God. You got to vibe. Yes. You do. You do have to vibe. Absolutely. Um, what is information do you think first-time moms are given that's like totally bullshit that they can't do it Ah! that they're incapable that you're going to be begging for that epidural no no I've had moms honestly sleep through transition so I think it's I think it's all a bs lie like this lie that you're going to need all of this stuff to have Mm. your baby and you need the best team and the best doc with you know a whole wall full of credentials we've been doing this since the beginning of time or we wouldn't have the human race. We have 7 billion people on this planet and a lot of them don't give birth in a hospital. Mm. So, you know, like we, every week that we are pregnant with our baby, our Mm -hmm. body takes a step to birth and breastfeed. Mm -hmm. So to come and do 40 weeks of pregnancy and all of a sudden "Eh, can't do it. Like who says, who says I can't? Who says I can't? Because I have like how many generations behind me and they all birth yeah. just fine. And, right. you know, on a grand scale, you know, generally speaking, our bodies are well designed to birth. Mm-hmm. So I think the most BS thing that we, that we tell pregnant moms is that they're incapable mm. and that they're going to need all of this stuff. And, and it's not true. Like we, we truly are capable. We really, really can birth our babies. And we are deserving of a magical, badass, blissful birth that when we're 90 years old and we're sitting in that nursing home, I want my clients to be like, let me tell you my birth story. Let me tell you how I did it. I caught my own baby with my own hands. Like I, I felt electricity that day. Like you ever felt electricity? Oh, let me tell you how I did this. That's what I want. I want like you as a grandma to be like the badass grandma who has this awesome birth story. And we are all entitled to that. We are, we don't have to have this idea that your Mm. birth is going to suck because Mm -hmm. what if it has the capability to be magical and you never get that opportunity. So, you know, I think just don't, don't succumb to the hype and don't believe that you are Mm -hmm. a failure in any way that you need, you need all the, all the stuff. Like maybe you don't. Maybe you really, truly can. And you never know what you're truly capable of doing until you at least just put one foot in front of the other and you try. Amen. Amen to that. And that goes back to the whole thing about fear and like our medical world, like, oh, we have to be scared. No, you don't. Like, it's just a new experience. If you look at things as an ex, we're, we have new yeah. experiences every day that we're, we don't even think about. So why should birth have this build up to anything other than like you're saying, magical, yeah. blissful, like maybe even like transcendental, if you will. Like it's exactly, it's, it is like this crazy magical thing, and it obviously happens a lot. But you know, there's other times when it doesn't get to come full term. So you should sure. enjoy that beautiful little organism that made it 40 weeks and in, in your body. We, as as one of the smartest mammals on the planet, we sure have a very complicated birth structure com- comparatively we've done a wonderful job as a society and like medically we've done a wonderful job of convincing mm-hmm. women that they don't know how to birth mm-hmm. and unfortunately it's been to our detriment because that elephant out in the african savanna is uh-huh. not, you know she's not like oh can i do this she just does it does it <laughs> she just does it is there anything you wish moms were told more about pregnancy and birth other than they can do it? I wish they knew that they had options. They totally have options. Mm. Not every birth has the medical requirement to be in a hospital. 
And mm-hmm. a lot That's of moms have said like, oh, I didn't know that I could do that. Oh, yes, you can. A lot of moms, you know, like when I go through the um, prenatals with my clients and I'm meeting with them, I ask them a lot of questions. I ask, do you want to catch your baby? Because you can. Do you want your spouse to catch your baby? Because he can or she can, whoever your spouse is. Like you, you truly do have options and you mm. can say no to anything and everything. When you examine risk versus benefit, you are entitled to a dignified birth. Mm. And you can say no to everything. You have so many options. And a lot of those options come down to provider and mm. place where you have your baby. So if you're low risk, baby is head down. If you're early in your pregnancy too, that's always the best. Um, explore midwifery. It's a completely different model of care and they have pretty darn good outcomes. Um, and their C-section rates are really low. So, you know, give it a go, give it a try, see who's the local midwife in your area and interview them and see again, who mm-hmm. you gel with. Cause every midwife comes with their own personality and mm-hmm. experience level. Um, you know, not every birth has an obstetric requirement. So if you're low risk and you're healthy and you don't have gestational diabetes or anything that's a risk factor. Explore your options and see where you land. At least you know when it comes to birthday that you explored all of your options. Mm-hmm. You took the steps and you, you know, come from a place of being informed mm-hmm. and saying, you know, I did my homework and this is where I feel best. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm going to land. I love, I really love that. And I'm so glad you said it because I wish that I was told about all the options I had as a woman, but you're, mm-hmm. we're so conditioned to think that it has to be in the hospital. You have to yeah. have an OBGYN. And I was, I have a history of blood clots, so I was technically high risk, sure. but in retrospect, going through the whole process and I would totally use a midwife if I ever had a second kid because of my birth experience. And it was, again, wasn't bad, but I think it was so mental. Like you're saying, do let's mm-hmm. take care of the mental space. So much of my stuff was like a mental concern and like emotional, as opposed to just like trusting myself and knowing what felt right in my body and having, I think a, a team or a support system in that parameter that would have bought into that and supported me more fully. I had a great OB. I can't knock in the hospital I delivered. I was in Texas, very breastfeeding centric. Like you had to ask for formula. They were never going to offer it to you. Like all their nurses were, it had some type of lactation training. So everybody's in there like helping you express your boobs, <laughs> making sure awesome. baby latches. And uh, I was one of the nurses who told me that I should go see someone because she didn't think my son was latching properly. So that was like a, a little gift I was very lucky about. But I think if you, and I was stumbled into that hospital and I was very fortunate, but I, I think that that's such a good point to raise and to like reiterate that you have to do what feels right for you. And there are other things out there, like just like doulas have been around since the dawn of time. So had midwives and they have a specific skill set that is equal to any medical OBGYN to a degree um, that can bring your baby and you through the birth experience healthy and so yeah ah i I wish i could dive more into midwifery okay anyway okay last question for you do you have any invite advice unsolicited for new moms or soon-to-be moms well for moms that are pregnant and um you know, I, I just really explore your options, mm. know your options and don't say no to anything without mm. researching and looking into it further. Um, on, on a personal level, I work with a lot of moms and they, I, I tell them their options, but I, mm. you know, reflect after the birth and I say to myself, like, what if somebody didn't tell them that they could have done that, then they wouldn't right. have done it and they wouldn't have that experience. Um, so my unsolicited advice is to just absorb all the information that you can um, mm-hmm. and, and look into it further and see where you land. I mean, all you can do is try and see where you land. 
and, and keep an open mind to things. Um, because the way that we birthed 40, 50, 60 years ago is not the way that we have to birth mm-hmm. today. And your mm-hmm. mother's birth story doesn't have to be your birth story. Amen. And the way that your grandmother was treated in the way that, um, you know, we, we birthed back in the forties and fifties and sixties, it was back then straight up barbaric. We don't have to do that anymore. We don't, we don't have to succumb to barbaric birthing. We, we can have a dignified birth. We are entitled to that. Um, mm-hmm. So my, yeah. my other advice to moms is to take childbirth education, <laughs> childbirth education classes. Um, not the ones from the hospital, but the ones that are um, online. I, I love, like, there's a hypnobirthing um, class that is up in Minnesota. I have that on my website. Um, there's the Mama Natural Childbirth Ed mm, class that's love virtual. That love that. Um, I follow the badass mother birther. Love her. She has a childbirth education class that's virtual. Um, and she gets down to the nitty gritty of all the good stuff. So. Mm. I, you don't have to go to a hospital. And I say this because I am a childbirth educator. And so I know what their curriculum is and what they offer mm-hmm. in a hospital setting because I've taught it. <laughs> so I always recommend families to take childbirth education classes, read all the books, um, watch documentaries. There is an awesome documentary awesome. called The Business of Being Born. Huh. Love that. Um, I believe it's on Netflix. But Google it. The business of being born. It was put out by Ricky Lake. Love mm. her. Um, I don't know if she's a midwife anymore, but she did get her midwife credential. Oh, that's that's fun a fact fun about fact. Ricky. <laughs> yeah, fun fact about Ricky. Talk show to you know midwife. Um, but watching that documentary rocked my world. I did not leave. You know, like my my brain completely changed when I watched that documentary and mm-hmm. it lit a fire within me. And I knew that um, I watched it in between baby number one and baby number two. And my mm. second birth was significantly different than my second within my first birth. Wow. So um, highly recommend the business of being born. Um, there's also a documentary called why not home. Mm. And it is birth. Per- like it is doctors OBs who have birthed at home. And you think that an OB would be front and center in the hospital and they were, you know, different reasoning on that, um, on why they chose a home birth, but that's pretty empowering. And ah. I love the I love the tone of that documentary. And then I also recommend the Milky Way movie. Um, that is a breastfeeding documentary. And I think the, the Milky Way is kind of like the part two to the business of being born. Okay. Um, I, I love the Milky Way movie. Um, because it gives you the history of breastfeeding and and why why do so many moms struggle with breastfeeding have we made things better or have we made things worse with this Mm -hmm. idea this archaic idea that our boobs are non-functioning pieces of flesh that just happen to appear on our bodies um and everybody has their own breastfeeding journey Mm, and some moms truly truly do struggle um, but the, the question is like, why, why are moms struggling so much? Why is something so natural? So flipping hard. And mm-hmm. does it have to be hard? Mm-hmm. I, I love that documentary. And I recommend moms, um, like when, when I used to live in Minnesota, I lived there for four years. And so I would say, take a blizzard day and watch all the movies and take the notes and then reflect back. Where was your brain and where was your heart before you watched all of these movies and obtained all this information? And where's your brain and where's your heart now? What yeah. is your intuition yeah. telling you? Or did, it, did it spark some question marks? Seek that information. Be hungry for knowledge and hungry for learning something mm-hmm. new. Because again, awesome. you never know where you're going to land. No, I, that's, that's really important. I think, again, we just fall into this trap of like doctors are going to take care of us. And like there's actually mm-hmm. so much stuff out there about, you know, like I don't know if it's a commonly known fact, but hospitals are like, the worst place to be when you're sick because <laughs> there's so much stuff around viruses, germs, like, ugh. so why would you want to birth in that environment? Anyway? I mean, and I did do that. So like, you know, but no, knowing things about hospitals, but I think that's so important that you're saying be hungry for the knowledge because it is your birth and you can have it the way you want it. And that's 
you cannot say that enough. You cannot say it enough. And doulas can support you. Midwives can get you there. Doctors, nurses. Yes. Like they're, we're not slandering anybody here. We're just saying there's options for you. Yeah. So that you can have the best experience. So I love that you're saying, get all the information, then decide what's right for you. Because I, again, we're so, you know, tunnel vision about what's the right thing to do in, in our society. And I think we're slowly chipping away at these archaic and outdated traditions. So I love, I love, I love what you're saying. I love it. (laughs) I think like your birth, you only get to do this once. You only get to birth your baby once. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why not make it the best story you could ever tell and, and have an epic birthing experience, whatever that looks like for you, Mm -hmm. because we're all individual, whatever that looks like for you, why not just make it the most amazing experience of your life? And wherever you land is wherever you land, but you only get to birth this baby once. So might as well take it to the next level, yeah. go do all the things you couldn't think you couldn't do. Yeah. And, and like awaken your inner badass, like flip that switch, turn it on and let's go. <laughs> you never know. You never know what can happen. Oh man. Jessica Gillen from, oh my gosh, I got to look at this because I'm going to, there's too many bees. Right? Bellies, boobs, babies, and bliss. Blah, 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 blah. I love a good alliteration too. So thank you for that. Uh, you can find her at jessicagillen.com. She actually has a million other credentials, like you're like a La Leche League, lactation, uh, midwife assistant. So she's got some incredible information on her website. You can find her on Instagram at uh, Bellies, Boobs, Babies, Bliss. And then Facebook is Bellies, Boobs, Babies, and Bliss, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Did I miss anything? How did they get a hold of you? <laughs> You Google me, um, and and yeah, you Google me, but typically it's jessicagillen.com, um, or you can Google Bellies, Boobs, Babies, and Bliss. The company mm-hmm. name pretty much encompasses everything that I right. do. Um, <laughs> and Amen to that. <laughs> I, I offer a pretty, pretty full package that a lot of other doulas don't. Um, it's my specialty. It's what I've been doing this mm. whole time, um, but I do offer birthing photography, um, it's complimentary. Oh. So a lot of families have wanted to take advantage of that. And you can that's see examples cool. of my birth photography um, that's on my website. And I do play a reel during our um, consultation meeting where you can see my birth photography, I guess you would say style, <laughs> um, and, and how I and how I roll. I don't, I don't go downtown. I don't take pictures of that stuff. It's really just like the magic and essence of your birth. So Nice. I mean, some people yeah. want the downtown. If pictures. you do, it's cool. I, I won't judge. You just got to let me know because it's not going to happen unless you give me that signal. Special, special requests. Thank you special so much request. for being with us today. It was so Thank awesome chatting with you, sharing all your doula knowledge and and beyond, all the doula knowledge and beyond. And again, you can look her up and we'll we'll see you next time on Mama Knows Nada. Thank you.